Hey folks, Kennedy Lucas here. You're now tuned in now to Swanky 93.3 Radio Station. On with the program. Hey folks, Kennedy Lucas back again on Swanky 93.3, the radio station. This next program is brought to you in part by PragerU. Hello. Hello, Daisy. Hi. I'm here to ask you 73 questions while you're here in New York City. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Obviously, the first question is, what are you doing in New York City? My friend's getting married. What do you miss most about England? I miss my family. And how did you land this insane suite at the plaza? I don't know, but the hotel hook is up. Come on in. What is your favorite color? It sounds sort of depressing, but gray. Are you a collector of anything? Currently air miles. Can you list all of your nicknames? Uh, the baby, Daz, Dazzle, Day. It's quite an extensive list. So what's the biggest thing you've learned about the movie industry? Oh, there's so much waiting around. What's the biggest change in your life being in the movie industry? I get to be on the cover of Vogue. What is one thing you always have with you on set? My refillable water bottle, because it's eco-friendly. What book are you reading right now? It's called My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante. What was the last song that you slow danced to? Uh, it was a song by Leonard Cohen. Now you're a 90s kid. Mm -hmm. What is something that only 90s kids will understand? Actually growing up with the Spice Girls. So true. What's your hidden talent that you could show me? Oh. <laughs> What's your uh, workout routine while you're on the road? Usually it's walking to and from restaurants. How much can you lift? Uh, my max was 80 kilos. Okay, now can you show evidence of your strength by lifting <sighs> these production bags? It's, it's been a while. Oh, they're heavy. Uh-huh. Yeah. There we go. Cool. What's your go-to karaoke song? Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. What song do you listen to to pump yourself up for an action sequence? Ooh, uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. What song do you know all the lyrics to? Okay. <clears throat> His Daisy, what's your worst habit? I bite my nails. Uh, do you have any tattoos? Uh, I have four more than my mum probably wanted. Can you show me one of your tattoos? Here it is. That is awesome. What's your favorite Broadway musical? Wicked. What's your favorite thing to eat? Sushi. And what's your favorite flower? For my sisters, I'll say a poppy and a rose. No, I don't have a poppy nor a rose, but I do have this giant sunflower. Thank you. Just find something to put it in. You can find something, maybe. Can you describe yourself in three words? Uh, fidgety, enthusiastic, and positive. What's the craziest rumor that you've ever heard about yourself? That I was going to play Lara Croft in Tomb Raider. Hmm. What's your spirit animal? I would say a dolphin. Now, I am over the moon for murder on the Orient Express. Me too. Can't wait. If you could take a train anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh, there's meant to be a really beautiful one that goes through Ireland. Okay. What's the best undiscovered spot in the world? There's this amazing hotel in the desert in Abu Dhabi. 
So I wanted to know, what's Judy Dench like in person? Fucking amazing. What are you really like in person? Foul-mouthed. Who's your biggest role model? Uh, my mom. What's one thing from your childhood that scared the heck out of you? I went to a sleepover and they played It and had a life-size clown. It was terrifying. What other languages can you speak? French. Show me. Niho ni korarate ueshi desu. Japanese. What's the most American thing you can say in an American accent? Oh my god, should we go to the valet for lunch? Tea's ready. And should we go to the terrace for tea? I think we should. Thank you. What is your favorite soccer team? Football, Arsenal. What's a movie that made you laugh the hardest? Uh, Spy with Melissa McCarthy. What's a movie that made you cry the hardest? Rain Over Me with Adam Sandler. What was your favorite movie as a child? Matilda. If you had one of Matilda's powers, what would you do? Uh, I would help people fly to each other that are far away. What's a role from the past that you love to have? Ooh, Roxy Hart in Chicago. Who's the most fashionable person alive? Rihanna. What are three shows in your Netflix queue that you're afraid you'll never get to? The OA, Narcos, and Mr. Robot. On a scale of one to 10, how cool really is Oscar Isaac? I'm gonna have to go with a 10. What's one cause that's close to your heart? Self-esteem in teenagers. What's one thing you'd wanna say to teenagers right now? You are enough and you're right where you need to be. Okay, can you show me your go-to dance move? <sighs> yeah. Tear up with that, yeah. <laughs> Oh, this phone call is from my random friend who'd love to ask you a question. Hey, random friend. Daisy, hi. Hey. My heart's telling me to travel. Yeah. My head's telling me to stay at my job. Mm -hmm. What should I do? You should follow your heart. Good luck. Okay. So I'm going on a first date tonight. Ooh. And I want to know where should we go? You should go somewhere where you're both going to feel super comfortable. What should I definitely not wear? Uh, wear stuff you feel good in. Okay, so this is a terrace. And look at this view. Wow. Yeah. What's the coolest thing about New York City? Uh, cycling through Central Park. What's the worst thing about New York City? The traffic. Um, and what would you call your style? Usually it's a four-year-old boy. What would you call your style if you had to incorporate a food item into it? In that vein, ice cream and jelly. All right. This is incredible. I know. Some tea. Wow. Yeah. So what do we have over here? Uh, we have some tea. Mm -hmm. and some cakes. Yep. Yeah, very British. How do you like your tea? I like it with honey. And how do I drink this tea? With your mouth. If you could spike this tea, what would you spike this tea with? Saki. Okay, let's try some of this. All right. What should we talk about while drinking this tea? British things, obviously. What's the most British thing about you? That I love Marmite. What's the least British thing about you? That I actually love the weather in Britain. What are five British TV shows that everyone should be watching right now? Ooh, Keeping Up Appearances, Ab Fab, Fleabag, Happy Valley, and Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps. I'll have to check those out. Daisy, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I would like to be as happy as I am now with added wisdom. What advice would you give your teenage self? I would say keep going, it'll be fine. What is the best advice you got from your mom? That a cuddle always helps. All right, now this interview is almost over. Mm -hmm. But you realize I'm not leaving without asking you about Star Wars. Of course. Okay, if you could own a personal droid, what would you make the droid do? Probably make me tea every morning. Can you show me your best lightsaber move with this lightsaber? Um, I have to save most of them for the film, but just a little flourish. Just like that. Not bad. Mm -hmm. Can you say anything on Wookiee? 
I don't speak it very well, I just understand it. And what's the translation of what you just said in Wookiee? Uh, it means thank you for having me, I'm having a lovely day. What's your best Harrison Ford story? Uh, actually, it was probably when he met my dad. He mm -hmm. was kind of confused because they're sort of alike and I hadn't told him. Um, my Metro card, what a local. <laughs> they have the, the earring and the yeah, white hair. Yeah, no, totally, your father's Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay, now the most serious question. Yeah. Can you tell me everything that happens in The Last Jedi? Sure. First, you're just gonna have to sign this. Okay. It's just a little contract I um, drew up with my, oh okay. no, not there. Here's oh. just a bit about Are you sure about what this? What happens if you I don't have tell a anyone? Oh, it just, yeah, it keeps going, okay. oh, it's a lot, it's a lot. If you just sign uh, here. Okay. There you go. Oh, got that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there okay. we go, there we go. We'll sign that afterwards. All right, Daisy, give me the details. <clears throat> Let's do this right now, come on. Um, so, the beginning is uh, me and we're on and then oh. there's an all of a sudden coming from okay. uh, it just comes out we have Adam Driver, we have Oscar Isaac mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then oh. another one, it's, it's going to blow your that's mind. That's crazy. Can't wait. Oh my God. Um, and that's, that's how it ends. That is incredible. Yes. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you. That is the I'm best way to end an interview possible. Yep, please take that. Yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you so much. Great, thanks, Daisy. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, folks. Kennedy Patterson here, the host of Grizzly Talk Podcast and now the host of Swanky 93.3, the radio station. Now, I just wanted to give a shout out to, again, Grizzly Talk Podcast. Of course, you guys can follow our Instagram at grizzly underscore talk. We're at 1,589 followers right now, so our road to 2K begins now. Go ahead, go to Instagram, type in grizzly underscore talk, and view us there for more content. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of Georgia Gwinnett College. This is the Grizzly Talk Podcast with your host, Kennedy Patterson. Yes, indeed. We are officially back. Of course, this is the Grizzly Talk Podcast, the opening season opener episode for our spring season I am so happy to be back in front of the mic for you guys here at Georgia Gwinnett College. You guys have made this thing possible. I am so humbled and I am so blessed to be also the president, well, not only the president, but the host of this thing, the Grizzly Talk Podcast. Now, on this episode, this is kind of like an opener episode for you guys, you ladies and gentlemen, you fellow Grizzly students. Happy 2020, 2020 vision is here. Twenty twenty is here, ladies and gentlemen of Georgia Gwinnett College. Two thousand twenty is here, and this year I can pretty much say by our planning, our meetings, and all our preparation that twenty twenty is going to be a great year. 
Um, we have so many things going on, but let me tell you what's going on. Uh, I got a little scoop of what's going on. Of course, we're going to continue our season to, season to stream on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Pandora. We did pick up some new partnerships like SoundCloud and Dizzer and Google Podcasts along the way um, to get you guys out there. And also, we're going to be putting our content with, of course, my personal very own radio station of Swanky 93.3, the radio station. And of course, Grizzlies on Air radio station will happen this spring 2020. Yeah, so Grizzlies on Air, uh, 2020, spring of 2020. Uh, of course, you guys can go back to our previous uh, podcast. We had a podcast episode we called the 2020 Vision. We had the wonderful Taylor Stikes and the wonderful Felicia Pardon on the podcast. And they talked about their ideas and their, their formatted idea for Grizzlies on Air radio station. Not only that they're taking this as part of their capstone, but they're also perfecting this radio station for this year. Um, that's why I say this year is going to be very exciting, simply because our content is going on that radio station alongside with Swanky 93.3, uh, KLP Entertainment's radio station. I'm so happy about that because, you know, I am an ambassador for them. I am there when they need me to be, um, and also putting our content out there and help market out the radio station. And true story... A couple days ago, I did get an email from their professor for their capstone class. Uh, shout out to Dr. Andrews. He contacted me out, and, you know, me and him are going to set a meeting up to see uh, what's going to be the next plan for the radio station. Because, sadly, you know, you've got wonderful people like Taylor, uh, Nikhil, and Felicia. Um, they're going to be graduating very soon. Of course, I will be graduating December of 2020. Yes. So I'll be graduating, of course, in the year of 2020 through December 2020, fall 2020. So, you know, we're trying to plan out ways about the next students to come up, our next freshmen and our sophomores that are not really graduating this year uh, to come up and step up to the plate and take over when we're long and gone and graduated. Because let's be honest, graduation is almost here for me, about a year. And, you know, I, I don't want to talk so down on today's show, but, you know, I have to kind of passive time when I get ready to graduate so we're planning ahead we're doing three steps ahead to see who's going to take over uh, this great legacy when we're long and gone that's what it's really about is creating that legacy so I'm so excited about that you know the spring season is going to be very very exciting because we are recruiting a lot of new departments I wanted to give a shout out to everyone who's been on the podcast before I just to name a few special shout out to Grizzly uh, underscore production that's their Instagram Grizzly percussion shout out to the International uh, Student Association they were on the podcast uh, GGC Honors was on the podcast you have uh, GGC Outdoor and uh, Outdoor Adventures on the podcast. Uh, let's see, you had the Student Fashion Association on the podcast before. You had the um, you had Sydney, I my good friend Sydney um, with Scrubs to come on the podcast show. Um, so it's been very very exciting fall season. This was you know season one, and now we're on to season two, where we're looking for newer. Um, departments and RSOs to come on this podcast show. You guys might have saw the video 
uh, on our Instagram, and I kind of sent it out to other departments and RSOs that haven't been on the show yet, that we are looking for you guys to come on this podcast. Let me tell you why it's so important, because, you know, your podcast, our slogan for our RSO is to let your voice be heard all over George Gwinnett, uh, Georgia uh, Gwinnett College and, of course, Gwinnett County in general. So if you guys haven't been on this podcast, please come on, contact me, because uh, we have 1,636 followers. Just and you guys make that thing possible for real. I couldn't have not done it without those following. So thank you guys for letting us reach that you know that special number. Now I can't wait till we hit two thousand two K followers. That's gonna be one day. Um, that's why it's so important because it helps not only market your department or your RSO out there in the GDC community. But you're letting your voice be heard on a radio station, a radio show uh, that's viral, that's big, that's huge. So that's why I'm pushing it. And that's why it's so important, because, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit, I must say. You know, you just never know once your RSO your department is out there and, you know, you're out there and live and you're on the radio, you know, people will know about you. You know, that's why it's important. And my mission before I leave Georgia Gwinnett College in December 2020 my whole mission is to have every RSO and every department on our radio show um, so that way their voices are heard. Yes. That's why it's so important. It's really, really important to have you guys out there. So I'm talking to all of the departments who, you know, who haven't been on the show. And I know who I sent the message to for sure. You know, just quite a few, just to name a few uh, of you guys out there. Uh, GGC uh, Clean, GGC, I want you guys on the show. GGC Nursing. And of course, every department, well, every team that's on the GGC Athletics board, softball, soccer, baseball, tennis, I want you guys on the show. Um, I would like to have the strength, and, uh, the strength athletic performance as part of GGC Athletics because you know, they, <laughs> I work out, you guys seen my little workout videos uh, on our Instagram as well. So I would love to do a special with them uh, to have maybe work out with some of the athletes, maybe not lift as much as the athletes do. <laughs> I mean, they're trained to lift a little bit more heavier weights than me, which is, I'm cool with it because you're an athlete. Um, but I think it'd be a fun kind of episode to work out with some of the athletes. And, you know, we talk about a workout fitness and your training uh, within uh, getting ready for your season. Um, and real quick, speaking of them, you know, shout out to them for sure, because, you know, you have the spring sports now, um, soccer was fall, uh, was our fall sports and they did really amazing for that season of 2019, but now it is spring 2020. You have, of course, softball, baseball, and tennis to come around. Yes. So they're getting ready for their spring sports. So, uh, you know, best of luck to our fellow Grizzlies for our spring sports, for sure, with uh, our teams here at GGC Athletics. Of course, we have the Student Dance Association. They're, they are amazing. Uh, I want to do a special episode with them. Maybe I can dance with them on their uh, on their, their training practice session one day, and then we talk about the culture of the dancing. Now, again, I may not be able to dance like the Student Dance Association. <laughs> Um, because I suck at, I mean, I suck at dancing. I mean, I can dance when, when there's a good music plan and, but these, these, uh, 
GGC Grizzlies as part of the Student Dance Association. I've seen them perform, and it's it's really a crafted art. So I can't wait to see uh, the the greatness, the culture they bring to the table. Um, the Globe. I would love to do a podcast with the Globe. Um, they are doing their thing out there. They're really changing up their their Instagram account. I really like it because a lot of Instagram accounts are steering more towards video content. Which is really, really cool. I really appreciate the video content that people are throwing out there. Um, so I can't wait to see what they do in the near, near future for the GGC, the Globe. Of course, they wrote some very interesting stories um, and some very great stories. So I cannot wait for that for sure. Um, 2020, y'all. It's here. It's we, we are ready for 2020. We're ready for the growth for you guys. And I, I again, I have not been so much happier with that now i do have announcements to make for all of you guys out there i know um i've got a lot of people that messaged us via the instagram account um a lot of people did email me which i am very proud of thanks to you guys for sure so i appreciate it i really do appreciate the emails now for those students who did email me i'm sorry my email is not really working at this current moment, so to, I'm actually going to Canvas tomorrow to get that reset. So um, for all of you guys who did email me and I didn't respond back in a timely manner, I'm so sorry. My email has been, I've been logged out of my email, so I have to go to Canvas to get it re, re, um, refixed. We do, um, of course, everyone knows that multi-factor authentication thing that works out. And it's good that we have it, um, but I think I locked myself out, so I gotta go and get it reset. So for all you guys who did email me, Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but I will get back to you as soon as I get my password unlocked. Um, Dr. Andrews probably emailed me quite a few times. Again, Dr. Andrews, if you're listening to us today on the opening season of Grizzly Talk Podcast, I'm sorry. I'm going to get back to your email. Um, it's just, again, my email's been locked out, so it ain't really much I can do about that. Being that it was the New Year's Christmas time, no one was on campus, I couldn't get it reset sooner, so... Um, but most definitely I am going to get that reset for sure. Last but not least, y'all, let's talk about Beyond the Grizzlies podcast. Yes. So, yes, indeed, Beyond the Grizzlies podcast is coming up. I did announce it, of course. Now, what this is, is not another Instagram account that we're creating. That's not what this is. What I want to do now for phase three, we are in our phase three process. Now I am going to go beyond the Grizzlies. Of course, that's hence the name, go beyond the Grizzlies, go beyond GGC, to venture out throughout the whole county of Gwinnett County to reach out to local businesses and partnerships uh, within these businesses to talk about their business within Gwinnett County and have them premiere live on our streaming platforms of Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Pandora, and SoundCloud, along with iTunes. So, um... It's a new show, hosted by me, of course. It's a new show that I want to bring to the table uh, to interview people that's outside of GGC to help them reach their goals, let their voices be heard within a podcast show here in Gwinnett. So I think we're in a pinnacle moment right now where shows like this show is really good for our community, our GGC community. I have always been about the GGC community. I have always strived to reach out to other communities out there in GGC. So that's kind of the plan for this Beyond the Grizzlies podcast is to be go, to go beyond a podcast show and be, go beyond GGC to reach out to local 
businesses. Now we're going to launch this up in 2020. Of course, I can't tell you when the first episode will be because, you know, we've got people emailing us right now. We're putting them on schedule. That's all it is. It's just scheduling. Um, but if you have a smaller business that you want to premiere on a podcast show, and I do have a lot of friends who do side businesses that have their own businesses within GGC um, that is very creative. So if you want to become, uh, you know, let your voice be heard out for that show, uh, reach us out now. You can reach us out. I, I can't respond to emails right now, but of course, kpatterson2 at when I get my email back unlocked. Or you can message us right here on our Instagram at grizzly underscore talk. Again, that's our Instagram is grizzly underscore talk. If you guys want to become a part of Beyond the, uh, Beyond the Grizzlies podcast, um, I cannot wait to see the growth of that show. And I am humbled. I am truly blessed for that. So that's going to wrap it up here on the opening season opening of season two, a spring season of Grizzly Talk Podcast with your host, Kennedy Patterson. And of course, we'll be coming back this week for more podcasting shows and more news announcements as they arrive. So that's going to do it for GTP. I'm your host, Kennedy Patterson, and we'll hear you guys in the next podcast show. Go Grizzlies! Hello, Lucas Nation fans. Kennedy Lucas here, the host of Swanky 93.3, the radio station. Now, let's listen to some tunes.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Roddy Rich, welcome, sir. What's poppin'? First and foremost, congratulations. Appreciate Number one record, nominated for a couple of Grammys. Congratulations. You got three Grammy noms, right? Yeah. For for Rax in the middle? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, two for Rax and then I think Ballin' too. And you, you got the album out, please excuse me for being antisocial. Yeah. Now I don't like interviewing antisocial people now. You gotta talk. Yeah, no, nah, we gonna talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> talk. Yeah. I just don't like to per se. I just nah, talk. It ain't even that. It just I, that was a statement for people who don't know me. Mm-hmm. Like people who don't know me. If you come across me or you see me, I might not really speak to you like that. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't nothing personal. Mm-hmm. It just like excuse that. I'm gonna just let you know how I feel now, mm-hmm. like type shit. Ain't that the worst shit in the world? Because when you a regular person, nobody care if you don't speak. But now that you Roddy Rich, right. you gotta yeah. ride your way to say yeah. what's up. Man. You a real nigga? That's the first time anybody ever even said that. that mm-hmm. That's that exactly what I was. That's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that's crazy. That's exactly the point. Because mm-hmm. motherfuckers don't like they be like. Yeah, that's exactly the point. And then when you come from a certain environment, it's hard to trust people. You don't know who f- people friend or foe. Right, exactly. But for people that don't know, you from Compton. Yeah. Now, how did you get into rapping? How did you start rapping? Um, I always liked music. Like I, I was, I, I wasn't, I ain't. This ain't just like something that was just like random for me. Mm-hmm. I always liked it, but I just when I got older, then I started to pursue it. Kind of like just like going to the studio or like putting in, you know, a little time mm-hmm. with it. I ain't really do that younger because I felt like it was like intangible. Niggas was lying. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, for real. I Like, it was something I, I like to do, but it wasn't something I was like, I could make a career out of this. or Because back then, niggas was wearing fake chains and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Niggas wasn't even wearing real chains and none of that Not shit. Not much has changed. <laughs> that is nah, true. shit. For sure. I'm, yeah, I am play them games. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to put something around my neck, it's going to be because it's, you know, but I, like, you know, mm-hmm. ain't gonna be nothing like that. But you had a lot of influences coming from Compton. There's so many different artists, yeah. whether it's The Game, whether it's Dre, whether it's Kendrick. Kendrick does, Lamar. Did those people influence you a lot? Because you seen them? Uh, I ain't really seen nobody but Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick was, was a, a real big inspiration for me. I seen him when I was younger, and um, he told me, like, just, you know, like, you should, you should, because uh, I rapped for him when I was, like, 12 years old. And he, uh, Rigor Mortis was out. Maybe I wasn't 12, maybe I was like 14, some some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I had rap for him back then, and he was just like, you you good. Like, you could, you know, at the time, it was just like, you know, like, all right, for sure. You know how you run into a nigga. Just, so somebody was just yesing you. Yeah, it was just like, mm-hmm. all right, for sure. I, we had a cool conversation. It just still, like, I don't, just because we had a cool conversation don't mean I'm about to believe, you know, like, I could be that. Because, nigga, you probably put in a million Hours, you feel mm-hmm. me? Yeah. I ain't put in, you feel me? So I'm just like, all right, for sure. But as I got older, and I just been going through all this shit and just really just making it, mm-hmm. after doing that and seeing and just reuniting and seeing him again, it was love. Like, you know, like that's that's. He remember that first yeah, conversation? Yeah, I saw a picture yeah. y'all posted what six days ago. Like, yeah, that was recent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the day of. That was, that, that was real time. When you reconnected back with, yeah, him, what was that convo like? Um, I really just asked him shit about like family, like how to deal with certain shit with your family, how to deal with just like different money, like what, like what do you think, like just being a young nigga coming in, like as far as like different money, like what, what, where could I put my money that'd be good for me, like what, like, cause I know he not gonna steer me wrong, he not a person that's gonna come in to the light and really say anything that's not true, 
mm-hmm. or like mis misguide me or anything because he don't come out for a lot of people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So shout out to uh, L for where'd putting you, that together. Where'd y'all meet at? Y'all met y'all met to have a meeting together? Like um one of one of the homies um in the city, L, mm-hmm. he like really just put us in contact. Like, you know, he he be he be pulling up on me in my section. Like I be doing videos over there and stuff and he like he he really rock with me. Even though, you know, we from just two different sides, he still like really just hold it down for me. And mm-hmm. he come over and rock with me and I told him like Man, I want to just talk to bro. Like, I want to, because I told him, like, I, I um, knew him when I was younger. I just want to talk to him because he, like, one of the people that I feel like uh, give me some some solid advice mm-hmm. on just what, I, what I'm, what I want to, what I'm thinking about pursuing, what mm-hmm. I'm thinking about doing, just on a business point, just on, on, on family, just anything. And he, he, he made it happen for me. So but it's he, a lie when they say you started doing music two, three years ago. No, it's not a lie. Okay. It's just I did. I I took it serious. That's what I was gonna point. say. When did you take it serious? When did you realize I can really make it in this music game? Yeah, I uh like two three years ago. I just it really I it's not I took it like oh I'm a I gotta I'm a gotta be a rapper rapper like it's just like I'm gonna try to put the work in. You feel me? I'm gonna try to go to the studio. I'm gonna try to put together a mixtape. I'm gonna try to like, like two, three years ago was my first mixtape. Mm-hmm. Ain't no other mixtapes out ever. Music, none of that. That was my first set of music mm-hmm. two, three years ago. So who taught you that shit? Who taught you how to go in there and spit bars here? You gotta be a sixteen. Gotta do the <laughs> all that shit. Uh, my uncles, like back in the day, mm-hmm. like when I was um, probably like eight or young, like I, I used to uh, press record for them niggas. They like they used to be just in the kitchen just. You feel me, like, rapping, going back and forth, whatever. And I was just a young nigga around. I used to just press record on the Pro Tools. So that's how I knew how to even work that shit. Mm-hmm. I was young, and they taught me how to do it real, real young. So it was just kind of second nature when I got back into it because I already knew, like, everything was everywhere. Like, the software just updated type shit. So right. it's easy. My question, can an artist be antisocial and still be an artist when the whole point of being an artist is being social? For sure. Okay. I feel like I feel like you you so you know I. It's not that I'm so much anti. I, I'm I'm anti-social, but it's like it's only to people who don't understand or don't like know me. Like I'm not about to just walk up to you know people you don't know be like oh what's up nigga nah. yeah yeah I ain't with all that shit mm-hmm. man. <laughs> <laughs> now for real what? it's just that's just me though that's uh, everybody around me like if you if we know you and we rock with you it's gonna be like. Un- unlimited love you feel me like it's 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 a different type of love when we embrace you but if it ain't if it ain't that then i'm gonna just it's cool like we cool the worst thing about this business it seemed like there's no there's no class for this shit like you know what i'm saying you went from roddy rich from compton to being roddy rich from compton who got a deal now got money you all yeah. in videos but ain't yeah. no class for that like yeah i mean this shit is weird anyway mm-hmm. did you want to sign to to, to dr dre Huh? Was that a dream? Did you want to sign to Dre? Was that a dream of yours? I always wanted Compton? to sign myself and be a, and be an owner. Nipsey taught me that for sure. Um, Dr. Dre is a legend in the city and always will be. At the end of the day, he opened knockdown doors for all of us. But one thing that was taught to me was just always be your own boss and always understand you want to be um, somebody who's in control of your situation and never let another man be in control of your situation. And you said Nipsey taught you that? Yeah, talk to me about the yeah. Nipsey relationship because you on Racks in the Middle. I see mm-hmm. you got prolific tatted in the same spot. Nipsey had it. Rest yeah. in peace. Um, I mean, our relationship was before I was big. Um, when 
uh, Meek was in jail, um, um, Nipsey was like really with me a heavy, 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 like super heavy. Like I just remember that time was like when they was both just really like in my life, like super, like a lot. You feel mm-hmm. me? I talked to me like like all the time. We was going and then talk talk to Nip like every day. Like you feel me? And 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 it was like. Like I got a picture. It's an old picture. It's not on my Instagram or nothing. But I had the DC and the Armenian you know, together, and wow. I was in front of um, Nipsey Maybach. But that was before like I ever even put a song out type shit. You know? mm-hmm. So like with them, like I mean, it wasn't before I put a song out. I put a mixtape out, but it was before I put Die Young out. Mm-hmm. So like you know, it just just being with them and just really just just understanding that like every every day it it wasn't like he just gonna sit me down and just tell me like oh da 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 da, but like. Some days he'll, he'll, he'll sit you in the room and just be you and him. Y'all just chopping it up. Mm-hmm. Some days you just really just got to watch him and just see what he doing and how he interact with his homies, interact with his business partners, interact at business, uh, uh, at, uh, dinner meetings, mm-hmm. um, interact um, just in different places. You'll understand, like, the type of stuff that Nipsey on. And just even his kid, just his family, anything, like, when you see how, how he move, just period, you ain't have to really ask him too many questions. Cause you, he he teach you not by his his words, but by his actions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's why I was so real. When you get to tat after the day, he passed, the day after, literally, right. I came back on the plane. I was so hurt that that's what I did. Because when I got my Roddy Rich tattoo, that was me first time I had went on vacation for a couple of days. That's when I got my Roddy Rich tattoo. Cause I never wanted to go on vacation. That mm-hmm. was one thing my uncle used to always tell me: if you're a black man, you can go to jail, for sure. He used to tell me that. So when I went, it hurt me because I was like, I ain't want to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I got the Roddy Rich tattoo, and I was like, I'm going to really do something positive with myself. Like, I'm going to be something different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I really want to do. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. then that's how all that What does the word prolific mean to you? Um, I felt like it, it, it. the mindset is to be like, it's to be fruitful. So like when I feel like, being a prolific person is to plant seeds into other people that you want to see grow. You know, like, I feel like if I show you, like, what to do, or if I show you the way, then you'll be fruitful and you'll show your young niggas the way. Like, that's that's what I take from it. Mm-hmm. Just being prolific is, is really just being fruitful and planting seeds in everybody that come under you, and, and it'll be a, a chain reaction on everything. Do you remember your last conversation with Nip? Um, it actually was in when I was on tour with Post Malone in um in Europe. He was talking to my bro Kifa, uh for the longest mm-hmm. and I was mad 'cause <laughs> cause my phone was about to die. I'm like, nigga, we at we at where was we at? Where was we was at some restaurant. Where was we at Friday? Was that Friday's for and he was just on the phone for a minute. I'm like, nigga, Tell Dipsy call you on your phone, nigga. God, nigga. And then and he was like, nigga, he talking to you. He said some real shit on live for sure. So he slid, he slid to the side and it was just talking for a while. And shit, I got back on the phone and we we said a couple words like, shit, just nigga, love you, nigga. All right, nigga, keep going up. Da, 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 da. Probably some shit like that. It mm-hmm. just that was it. So his death just hit you different. Yeah, because I I like I first of all I wasn't in my city. That was one thing that I was just it was like damn. I wasn't even home, you feel me? And it's like, it just, it's crazy, you know? Like, just not not being there. It just felt weird. Coming back, 
It felt crazy. It felt like a ghost town. Like it felt like a zombie apocalypse or some shit. What was your relationship with Juice World? Uh, we didn't we didn't really have that that much of a relationship. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I did respect was when he brought me to Coachella, and he played Cuz shit, and I was on stage and I got to share that moment with him. That's when I had not to say I didn't respect him before, but I had my respect had grew real deep for him because of the fact that he brought me to my first Coachella. We was out there. He, like chopped it up. I came. I came to to the crib where he was at, and we was chopping it up. And it was like he he had a real vibe to him. And when and when we got on stage, he did that. And I didn't even know he was gonna do that. Mm -hmm. You feel me? They ain't even tell me like, oh, he about to play nip shit or da 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 da. He just did that. It was just like enjoy this moment. Like we was on stage. He was like, look, they sing like, and I I just respected that from him because he showed love when he ain't really have to. Mm -hmm. Damn, when you really. think about that moment now, and you think about your record. Die young. Does that put that in a different perspective for you? No. It's shit. It's the same. I, I feel the same. That's why I be telling people. You feel me? Like, it's real out here. You know, um, even after, I'm not going to lie, even after, even after I done got famous, you know, I find myself going to my city and shit like that really happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas really run down on you. Mm -hmm. Like, for real, for real. In a, in a major way. And you gotta always be prepared for that, you know what I'm saying. So, and I know that, and it's it's scary, but that's that's the life. I, that's the life we all live. Mm -hmm. If you really from that, if you ain't from that, then it don't apply to you. But mm -hmm. it's real. When you making that transition, like you are, you don't want to die young, right? Right? Nah, but I mean, that shit that shit happens. Mm -hmm. You know, like shit, it, it just different situations. Somebody would call me something crazy that happened. And they'd be, they be, like, tripping at my reaction. Like, man, I just got da-da-da-da. And I hit a nigga like, man, that should be happening. You got to, I'm not about to, about to react crazy one over no phone or, but just I, my, the, way I, the way I think is just like, nigga, that shit can happen to anybody. Mm -hmm. Nobody's untouchable. So you always got to just move in a way where you understand that nobody's untouchable. You feel me? Yeah, you said on War Baby, which I which I think is my favorite record on the album. Yeah, I that's think. one of mine. I like, I like War Baby a lot. I like Peter too. But but you said you don't want to be Ricky or another victim of of homicide. So you yeah. still have those kind of fears. I mean, when you it's when homicide, you, nigga, homicide. What man. did I say? Homicide, homicide, man, murder, whatever. Okay, Scott. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, that shit, that shit, real, nigga. Yeah, you can't. I can't even expound upon it it's just it's, it is what it is like a nigga just I, it's a feeling I have it's a feeling that a lot of people that come from where I come from have and you feel like you're getting so much good where when is the bad going to come bad to happen. Mm -hmm. nigga welcome to my life that's listen that's what but see a lot of that is anxiety and PTSD just cause you yeah. used to so much bad shit happening that when the good finally happened you can't even accept the blessings that you've been praying for almost. shit I guess that's just what it is. I just accept it. I I try to accept that good is coming my way, but I know that I'm I haven't always been a nice person. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I really just try to always you know just be positive about everything and know that like you know I I do do good by people and I have a good heart, you know, so I I I should be fine. You know. See, I ain't gonna lie, that scares me when I'm if I was your age and having the success you had. See, I'm grown. 
So a lot of my success came later in life. So I had years and years of really showing and improving through actions and deeds, that Shit. type of repentance. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I okay, yeah, that makes sense. When you say showing, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I've been through, I was going through the worst shit before I was who I am today, you know. Like what, you care to elaborate a little bit? Um, you know, going, like I said, I, I went to, went on a little vacation and then I uh, crashed the car. You know, uh, my, me and my mom relationship wasn't that good. Um, a lot of stuff, you know, that just, it really wasn't cool. Did you, you patch all that stuff up? Of course. Mm-hmm. I'm a um I'm 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 very family oriented. I'm very into uh, you know the people around me being straight and always having them putting them first. You know um, at the same token I gotta understand that without me doing what I do, um, a lot of people will have to figure out ways different ways to eat. Not saying they wouldn't, but they will have to figure out ways other ways to eat. So that's always first mm-hmm. as far as just my actions and what I'm doing. I always mm-hmm. gotta like. I can't, you know, always be there so much, but as far as just like trying to make sure everything is like I'm 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 good with everybody, that's that's definitely a, a priority for me. Now you mentioned Hey, earlier. that's how I know I'm not a street nigga no more. Cause the first time he said he went on vacation, I said, That's good, brother, getting some money, oh, you probably you got his passport. Yeah, I thought he went on work. <laughs> nah, I ain't even go for a long time though. I went for a couple of days, they bailed me out. I ain't gonna sit here. Charlotte thought you were in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I thought you was out on a trip. Nah, man. <laughs> I'm not, your life. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie and tell y'all I'm Great thing, but yeah. you know, like I, you know, I didn't experience that shit before. I had to walk the line, say where I'm from, press my line back, and you know, just different things like that. But it, you know, it made me who I am today. <coughs> I ain't proud of it, but mm-hmm. I gotta tell people who is there right now, mm-hmm. so they understand that you can sit in this seat too. Right. Now you mentioned you mentioned earlier that you talked to Kendrick about family. Mm-hmm. How has your family been through through this, going from the street to now, successful Grammy award, money's coming in and. About with everybody's drain family, the, the hands start coming out, and Christmas is right around the corner. You about to get drained? <laughs> nah, I don't never get drained. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Won't happen. I know how to say no. Word. Yeah, I know how to say no. Um, the people around me, I feel like they gonna feel Christmas. <laughs> we gonna all feel Christmas, but uh, you know, I ain't gonna go too crazy. It's just it'll be cool. You know, I show love. I, honestly, the thing is, man, like. Me being around for Christmas, I, I listen. My mama never put a Christmas tree up. I give you that number. She, you can call her. And she, you can ask her. Never. She never put that was a, a kid. No. Why? So you ain't believe in Santa. I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, so I know. On Christmas, she used to bring my gifts to the room. Wake me up. These are your gifts. Merry Christmas. I love you, son. That's what's shit. up. Fuck Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. She's like, it ain't. I, what am I putting a tree up for? It's just me and you, nigga. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you want me to sit up here and put this tree together? It's just me and you, nigga. Word. We in this one. Like, I wasn't tripping on you like that, but I just never. So people can't get mad when I don't remember their birthday or when I don't remember it's Christmas time or none of that shit. I'm working. I'm getting my, I'm doing what I'm doing. That shit, it's never been a part of my regimen to be holiday cheerful. None of that shit. That's what you tell the ladies when you yeah. don't buy them something, right? Nah, I mean, I don't buy them nothing. Yeah. I don't got no ladies. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna be news to them when they watch this? No. Okay. No. What part? The, the part that they not getting no gifts or the part that he ain't got no gifts? <laughs> he said, nah, he said I got multiple ladies. I ain't got I, I ain't got multiple ladies. I'm chilling, man. No, on War Baby 2, you said I pray the Lord forgive me the day that I got baptized. You really got baptized? 
Yeah, I got baptized when I was younger. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, my mama had me in church a lot. I grew up I grew up in church. Uh, it's just when I got older, when I was like, you know, I could I could say, uh, I'm asleep in. I'm I ain't going today. I could I'm I'm chilling, you know, when I got of of age to really know I ain't want I ain't wanna be going like that. Then it was just like I, I kinda stepped into my own. But um, you know, that's always been instilled in me. I know I know the Bible. I know I know uh I know God. Did you know what being baptized was when you was young? Did you Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I knew what it I knew the whole concept. Yeah, I I I mean, like I said, I grew up in it, so I I know what it is. Um, I just I never really got too deep into it. Like I was like, I know what it is. I'm a kid. Like you know, you just kind of do what your mama do. Mm-hmm. I never was one to disrespect my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's in the Bible. Honor thy father and thy mother. Of course. So that was like I never I never did that. Nah. How did you feel after you after you sinned again after getting baptized? How did you feel? I ain't feel no different. I ain't gonna sit there and lie to you. <laughs> I feel no different, but I can say that God, God is is definitely with me, you know, in everything I do every day. For you, ever, sure. you ever got caught up in any? Uh, you see a lot of the younger artists caught up with with drugs, whether it's lean or, mm-hmm. or any or any pills. You ever got caught up in any of that? Nah. Um, one thing about me is I don't have an addictive personality. Um, when I first got money, I did spend it a lot, but then I started like, oh fuck this shit, like hey. Be doing that, but I mean, that was like one thing I felt like was a habit to me. I used to just spin, 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 and then, like I said, I stopped. I was like, mm, this ain't really my lifestyle anyway. Like, I never was like a nigga to just be doing this. It's just the company I'm keeping now. I'm starting to see who, you know, just being around certain people you never, never was around before. Um, like Meek, them? No, nah, not Meek. I would have said him. I know him. Um, not him. Uh, just other young young niggas. You just mm-hmm. see him pulling up, having that shit on, and it's inspirational. You wanna just, you wanna, you know, them your friends. You wanna be around that and do that. But at the same time, it's a time and a place for all that. Meek, my big brother, he ain't never told me nothing wrong as far as spending no money. He actually tell you save your money and it'll save you. Same as Young Thug, he tell you save your money to save you. Them real niggas, they ain't gonna tell you nothing different. Yeah, I saw you post that. I said you said that somewhere. I saw somebody post. I think Lil Duval or somebody reposted you or something like that. Sir, save your money. It's gonna save the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. That's why, a fact. Why didn't you sign with me? Um, we never was gonna do no label situation. Um, I feel like I don't speak on another man's business outside of when we sitting at a table. So we could talk about something. Else. All right. I saw you tweet too. Um, never take time for granted. Always have a speak now or sure. forever hold your peace mentality. Yeah. What that mean? Um, you know, when you at a wedding and and it's like they be like, speak now, forever hold your peace. Um, that's like that's like the only time you can say something if you don't want the girl to be with the dude or whatever. Right. So I feel like in everyday life, um, if you see something or a situation that you might want to expound upon that you have the uh if, if you don't have anything negative to say, if you have something positive to say, um, you know, whether it could help somebody or just, you know, anything like that, I feel like you should say it. 
Mm-hmm. Like if I if if I think that 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 jacket ain't in style or mm-hmm. nigga, I, like them shoes ain't right or My you messing mess with shorty, da, 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 no, I'm just I'm gunning on y'all for trying to gun at me, nigga. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um yeah, you know uh, if you you know what I'm saying if you feel like you need to say something, say that shit. Mm-hmm. What did it mean for you to drop racks in the middle with with Nip six weeks before he he passed? Like I said, bro, that sh- that shit was uh. I feel like that was um, one of the highlights of my career, one of the highlights of uh, my life. Shit, fuck, fuck a career, highlights of my life. Um, just being able to uh, share that moment with L.A., Compton, Long Beach, where I'm from, and really just be able to 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 share that moment with him. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I, I remember we were shooting a video. We was on top of the rooftop. He had no shirt on, and I had no jacket on. So we was freezing like a motherfucker <laughs> out there shivering, nigga. He like, cause it's cold. I'm like, he like, nigga, thank you for doing this shit. Cause nigga, we was just up there thugging, like, mm-hmm. nigga. And I had to catch a flight to Europe the next day. So I'm just, nigga, like, man, nigga, I don't, I'm like, nigga, I gotta wake up, da, 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 and I ain't tripping. Like, nigga, just gotta just do this shit. And you feel me? That, I mean, that shit just, it was, it was like, just, I'm glad I was a part of that shit. Did, did you grow up in Compton? You grew up in Compton, but then didn't, didn't you move somewhere? Nah, I uh, I, I grew up. My mom, my mother stayed in South Central LA. Okay. My grandparents stayed in um, Compton. The first house I ever came to, outside of the uh, outside of the, the hospital, was on Laurel Street, in Compton, which wasn't my hood, but it was like right down the street from my shit. So I just grew up in that mix. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, I went to school in LA. In high school, I went to a West. West LA High School, um, Westchester, because my mom didn't want me to go to, you know, be fucked up. So mm-hmm. she sent me over by the beach mm-hmm. for the show. But so how was, did you hook up with, with Mustard for Ball? How did that record come about? Uh, He was tapped in first with Nip. Him, YG, and Nip um, was the first people to follow me. So they've been on my wave, like, mm-hmm. for sure. They've been on my wave forever. And um, it was just a matter of us uh, getting getting in the studio and actually doing that shit really um just you know we just had to just make that shit just, just mm-hmm. it and, and balling was the first song we made and you knew what it was when as soon as you made it you know oh this is it this is number one nah yeah you didn't know nah i don't think nobody really know this shit going number one like you could be like this is a cool song but that shit yeah don't nobody know that unless you can see the future shit because your shit could be hard and really don't go like happen all the time so i just be making that shit motherfuckers fuck with it or they don't mm. I is, is it possible to be from the streets of compton and not get caught up in the gang banging lifestyle do you have to choose um, a side no you don't have to but some people just get get uh either you get pinned up against the wall where niggas is on your head some i know i know homies had it had it worse than me mm-hmm. you feel me no homies nigga the homies coming up to your doorstep, nigga, come outside. You getting put on, and ain't nothing you could do about it. Mm-hmm. Literally, ain't nothing you could do about it. Your mama ain't home. with what? Nigga, come outside. Come on. You been. You been. You been hanging out. You been what? And you can't say nothing or do nothing about it. What you gonna do? I mean, that wasn't my situation, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You know, when out when 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 I. You know, it, it just it just be what it is. You know, it's it's like when you were young and you just moving around, it ain't it ain't nothing how it ain't how serious people make it seem like, oh, he 
a gang member or da 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 da. It ain't none of that. It's just that's just that's just the way of 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 where I'm from, and it's nothing you can really say or politic on it about. It's just what it is. Was that something you wanted to do, or you just like you said, you just knew? It, it, I mean, I don't really, you know. It's part. It's a part of me. It ain't. It, that's all I can say. And that's how you know he really doing it. Yeah, right. Because like if he wasn't really doing it, he'd be up here screaming it. Yeah, right. He'd be dressed in the flags. All I ain't going to say that's how you know I'm really doing it. I'm going to say that that's what it is, what it is. Roddy Rich. Perfect Cody. He ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> sure. We appreciate you for joining us. Good luck with everything. Good luck yeah, the on the I, by the way, the album is dope. I was telling him that earlier today. Dope. Please excuse me for being on social. I was like, I yeah. Roddy got a dope-ass project. What y'all think about the transitions? The transitions on the album? Yeah. What do you mean, from song to song? Yeah, did y'all listen to those? Yeah, no, nah, I thought it was... No, the transitions. I, I liked it. I liked it. Oh. It man. sounded good. It sounded like a go, whole go, go listen. Go listen to... You, uh, you arranged your whole, your own album? That's what you're trying to say? Nah. Oh. I, uh, I, it's just some music shit. Just to see if y'all tapped in really fucking with it. But I uh, I teamed up with 1500 and nothing and did post-production on my shit. And... um. And um, I just want to see if y'all fuck with the way the songs really merge into each other. Yeah. Y'all pay attention. Mm -hmm. The songs are like do some different little shit in between. So if y'all got time, uh, ever I get what just go saying. back into it and just listen. And that's that's how it becomes one. When know? the beat keep going, yeah. After finish rapping, okay, into yeah, into yeah, fade into yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. So I don't know. I just wanted to see if y'all tapped. I it. like War Baby. I like Peter with Meek. I yeah, love God's yeah. Eyes. Hell yeah. I do my they're my favorite tune so far. For sure. Good looking. All right. All well, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Roddy Rich, it's the Breakfast Club. Right. Good morning. One. I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. The one that works. I thought you two would get along. Name? Bond. James Bond. So you're not dead. Hello, Q. I've missed you. It's the most valuable asset this country has. If you feel yourself losing control, I'm not going to lose control. James, you gave up everything for her. secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. What is it? 
You don't know what this is. James Bond. License to kill. History of violence. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. Mine will survive long after I'm gone. History isn't kind to men who play God. Happy New Year's Eve, Eve, Eve! It's New Year's Eve, Eve, Eve because this video is supposed to come out on December 29th. Although, if it doesn't come out on December 29th, then I guess I'll have to cut that part out. Anyway, before we get started, a quick shout out to Spooks. This is a fan of Metal Duckles that they drew for me. And you know, Metal Duckles looks really simplistic over here. It kind of reminds me of like what Metal Duckles used to look like actually before. He started like having that teacup in his hands, started wearing that fedora and such. And so yeah, very like stripped down basic look of Metal Duckles. And you know what? Sometimes it's just nice to remember where you came from. So thank you so much Spooks. I uh, really appreciate this. Anyway, hello dear beautiful human, my name is RiderCX and welcome to my channel where today we're celebrating the ending of a really long ass time. But anyway, I just want to take the time to be with my closest friends I've never met to go over 2019's biggest ups and downs, our valleys and stings, the chaos and redemption that happened during this past year. This is my third go around to entering a brand new decade, which I'm not upset about at all. But to celebrate a really crazy year, I thought what better way to do that than to... Play a song talking about my favorite gaming moments. Brand new year. Oh, wrong, sorry. Wrong chord. Brand new year. And the new year is happy. So many cherished moments that I can't seem to remember. Or I can just talk about my favorite moments and you can erase that from your short term memory. So, full disclaimer, this in no way is a list of moments that I objectively think were the best things to happen in gaming this year. I've never been an objective person in my life and I'm not gonna start now. This is my personal list of moments in gaming that really made my 2019. And because my taste in games is so limited, I'm obviously not going to talk about some legitimately huge things that happen in gaming because, well, to be blunt, I don't give a damn about them. But that's why the internet is such a great place. You can yell at me in the comments section below for not mentioning your top favorite moments, so be sure to let me know what your favorite gaming moments in 2019 were. But anyway, onwards to the list. 
And number 5 on my list is none other than the release of Team Sonic Racing. So I actually heavily debated putting this on my list because unfortunately Team Sonic Racing has definitely fizzled out since it was released. You really didn't hear anyone else talk about the game past 2 weeks from its release. But I have a really soft spot in my heart for Team Sonic Racing because well, it's my first game I really tried to cover on my channel up to its release. For those of you who weren't with me from the start, which is probably like 99% of you, I started uploading to this channel after a really long hiatus in March 2018 and I didn't start with commentary videos, I actually was doing let's plays. Funny thing, I had no idea commentary videos were a thing when I started uploading to YouTube again. It was only when Team Sonic Racing was announced and I was becoming familiar with some side channels in the community that I decided to make a video about what tracks I wanted to see in the game. This was the most successful video I had by far up to that point and it really opened my eyes as to what my channel could be all about. And so I kept making those videos and obviously the rest is history. Beyond the emotional impact this game will now forever have my YouTube life, Team Sonic Racing is also a a solid kart racer. It may be lacking the content department, but it is a fun ass game to play with friends and no one can take that away from Sumo Digital. I hope that the next time these guys get to work on a kart racer that they get much more time and resources to put out an epic title because they've proven time and time again that they know what they're doing. Sumo Digital is totally capable of making a racing game whose success is on the scale of Mario Kart Crash Team Racing. But for now, I love Team Sonic Racing and what it's done for my channel. It just wouldn't feel right to wrap up 2019 without mentioning it, so thank you Team Sonic Racing. And also, thank you to Sega for providing me my very first review copy because wow, that was quite a moment in my YouTube career as well. At number 4 we have the review of Banjo-Kazooie coming to Smash Bros Ultimate. Banjo-Kazooie was one of the biggest surprises for me this year. Quite frankly I had no idea who they were until rumors about their appearance began circulating the internet in late May slash early June. But there was just something about the idea of this epic 90s namestay returning in the biggest gaming crossover that really had me intrigued. Just looking at Banjo-Kazooie and seeing the response their potential return was generating was enough for me to get interested in their possible comeback. I probably had heard about them here and there before because hey, I've been on on internet forever, but I definitely did not look into who they were until these rumors began to circulate. When their review happened during that Nintendo Direct, I just remember feeling this strange onset of happiness and gratitude, but I had no idea where it came from. Was I just happy to see them return because everyone else was? I had no idea. I made a couple videos about the Bear and Bird duo and it was the biggest but most welcome surprise to see those videos blow up on this channel. Around this time I was planning to start crossing over into Mario content but then Banjo-Kazooie came in and immediately shifted my focus, and as of now I still have no idea when I'm ever gonna get to Mario content, but hey, he's in my intro at least. With all the success, I felt inclined to try out the original game, so that's exactly what I did. And to no surprise, it was one of the best platforming adventures I've ever had the pleasure to play. I got to experience just exactly what made people so crazy about these two and why Remake has been in such high demand for this long period of time. It's not a coincidence that Remake is always rumored at any major events such as the Game Awards. I'm just hoping Microsoft aren't dumb as rocks and actually see that this is an obvious moneymaker. Here's to hoping we see way more from Banjo-Kazooie in the coming decade. Number 3 has to be the official redesign of the Sonic movie. Now obviously I owe a lot to the Sonic movie for helping my channel blow up to where it is now. I mean, I still remember a year ago when I made those Sonic movie videos that completely blew my expectations for this channel out of the water. It was such a high to see all that traffic come into my channel and thus the Sonic movie became a stable topic on my channel. But what's been even crazier is just the evolving journey of this movie. I'm still in disbelief that they not only delayed the film but came back with such a major redesign that no one in their right mind was expecting. You heard me say over and over again to not expect anything major with the redesign because I still don't think it was realistic to expect Paramount to cough up the necessary funds for the kind of redesign that we actually got. 
I think what I learned from the side movie is how much the relationship between the producer and consumer has changed. Because of social media, the consumer has so many avenues in expressing their opinions over a product. And when that initial side movie teaser and then trailer came out, people definitely made use of those avenues. It's an interesting question that I still struggle with. How much impact should the internet have on the final result of an artistic product? Yes, the side movie is definitely being made for more commercial reasons rather than artistic integrity. But still, someone made the original concept for the design. Someone artistically thought that that design suited the movie, and as much as I disagree with that, I also can't bring myself to discredit someone's artistic vision that I just happen to not share. Even Jim Carrey had expressed his concerns about that if you recall, but that's a question that I may or may not figure out eventually. I really just want to focus on what an amazing moment it was to see the design get unveiled and just see the Sonic community be so positive for a change. Sonic is notorious for having a chaotic fanbase, and the movie did absolutely no favors in trying to hide that. But to see the majority of fans just embrace the positivity upon seeing this design was just such a beautiful thing to witness and it made me really proud of this fanbase for coming together and celebrating something for once instead of being at each other's throats. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this movie turns out in 2020 and I hope you are too. At number 2 we had the release of Crash Team Racing Nitro Field. Honestly, if it weren't for how much nostalgia is associated with my number 1 choice, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field undoubtedly is one of the best things to happen in gaming this year. Never in my time as a fan of video games have I seen a company that cares more about its community than Beanox and Activision, as surprising as it may seem on Activision's part. Getting the chance to cover this game leading up to its release it was such an exciting thing for me because it ultimately allowed me to rediscover Crash Bandicoot. As a kid, the only Crash game I really played was Crash Twin Sanity. I tried to pick up Crash of the Titans afterwards, but unfortunately, that game caused me to lose interest in the Crash franchise. So when I heard Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel was announced, I remembered how fond I was of Crash Twin Sandy and decided that I was going to use this as an excuse to get back into the franchise. Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel is a glorious example of how you please the fans that have been with the franchise forever, but also please the newer fans that may have favored the characters and environments of more recent times. This game has so much fan service stuffed into its little package, and the crazy thing is that they are still adding content into the game, all of which is free by the way. I actually am really dumbfounded as to how much is really being invested into this game. It's insane, like 3D platformer icons were basically dead for most of this decade. So to see Crash Bandicoot come back so big and strong at the end of it is amazing to see. Not to mention the fact that the original Crash Team Racing was still a great kart racing experience and that I appreciate Nitro Fuel so much for allowing me to experience the game in the modern era. I'm really excited to see where Activision takes Crash from here on out because no matter how the next game turns out, people are going to be very interested because of the immense success of the Insane Trilogy in Nitro Field. It will also likely be Crash's first brand new game in a decade, which is so hard to believe that they let that amount of time pass without one. But Crash Team Racing Nitro Field turned out to be one of the best games to come out this year, and I look forward to still playing it in 2020. And at number 1, I'm sure it's obvious at this point, but my top spot has to go to the review of Battle for Bikini Bomb Rehydrated. Okay, so let's just take a moment to breathe here and think about the fact that this is real. Never in my wildest dreams could I have ever imagined Battle for Bikini Bottom not only obtaining the legacy that it has, but to attain such a height and popularity that it justified a game publisher to greenlight a remake of it. Games like the original Crash and Spyro games get remade because they sold insane units on legacy games on the original console. But Battle for Bikini Bottom was not always seen as a game worthy of the same treatment. When it came out, sure, it was well received and kids loved it, but it failed to gain a lot of attention from the mainstream media. It's only from consistent fan involvement and the build up of its speedrunning community 
community in particular that Battle Bikini Bottom was able to attain the popularity that it has today. It's sort of the dark horse of the gaming world because no one in their right mind would expect a Spongebob game to actually be good. It's just not the normal way of things happening. Spongebob is a massively successful TV show, but TV shows don't typically get good games. Most publishers will opt for shelling out a less than stellar product that will still sell well because of its license. But the developers behind Battle Bikini Bottom, Heavy Iron Studios, dare to make a good license game. And Battle Bikini Bottom was so good that it was enough for THQ Nordic to purchase the Nickelodeon license and then blow us away. I still remember the day when I saw that tweet so well. I was freaking out, literally on the verge of tears. It was a euphoric moment for me and I don't care how cringy that sounds. This game always felt like such an underdog to me because no one expected it to have the legacy that it does on the internet. Yet here we are with a chance to relive the game all over again come 2020. The review of the gameplay at Gamescom was such a great moment for me to witness. It just solidified in my head that this was truly happening and that I needed to enjoy it. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Purple Lamp Studios does with the game. It seems like they are prioritizing maintaining the original experience in order to appease older fans. But on the other side of the coin, they are also building new content, or should I say cut content from the original game, in order to expand the experience. Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated may very well be the original game realized to its full potential, including all the bells and whistles Heavy Iron wants to include but could not due to time constraints. I just want to take this moment to again thank THQ Nori for being so in tune with the fans that you all were able to figure out how great of an idea this remake was. I can't wait to see more of this in 2020 and I hope you all feel the same way. Well friends, that is my top 5 favorite gaming moments of the year. Like I said, feel free to yell at me if I didn't mention any of your favorites. I clearly will love to hear what you love about 2019 in the middle of all that. But in all seriousness, thank you all so much for everything you've done for me. Seeing this channel grow the way it did in the past year has been such a roller coaster ride. You all basically gave me the greatest Christmas gift of all. I am so looking forward to seeing what 2020 brings us ducklings. I really want to bring my content to a higher level this coming year. I want to have consistently great quality in my videos and I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that happens. So I hope you all have a really good new year. Thank you so much for sticking with me up to this point. But really, I just want to say again, thank you so much for the beautiful year that you all gave me. Like, wow, it's absolutely insane that all this happened, <laughs> you know? I just am really grateful for everything and I can't wait for 2020 to come around. I'm really excited to see what the next year takes us. But to celebrate the closing of this year, I thought what better way to close off the video than to... Moonwalk to some Sonic 3 music. Okay, so before you run to the exit button, please give this video a thumbs up if you like it, subscribe to my channel if you like videos like these want to see more in the future, follow me on Twitter or Twitch, and join my Discord server, The Spongy Garden. Special shout out to Reese Gaming, Team Rival Sonic Gamer, and Glitched Alpha. These are my patrons slash YouTube members. If you'd like to become a patron or YouTube member, get access to a whole bunch of different perks, then please check out the links in the description box below. But alright, Happy New Year everyone, this is Riders, riding out. Every, I, no matter how hard I try, I can never seem to line this shot up, like, to get everything perfectly lined up. That's all right. Hey, what's up, guys? MKBHD here. So, it's the end of 2019, which was a pretty great year. A lot of exciting stuff happened, but I am pretty pumped for 2020. The start of the new decade. Yes, it's a new decade. I'm sticking with that. And all the stuff that comes with it and uh, just following up on already great year. So rewinding just a little bit, just to recap, you might remember at the beginning of this past year, I said that the goal for this channel was to make 100 high quality tech videos. 
We got a 99 the year before. Would have been nice to cap triple digits. This video for this calendar year is number 110. And I'm actually really proud of that. I don't think we were rushing any or we were over cranking out videos when we didn't need to. Inside of that, we had full length retro tech episodes. We had interviews with Bill Gates and Will Smith and Satya Nadella. We had the smartphone awards. We had the blind smartphone camera test. We had re-uploading a video a thousand times to see what it would look like. Whole bunch of interesting stuff in there. So 110 videos this year, I think that's a good pace to keep. But on top of that, we also started the Waveform podcast that is already one of the top of all tech podcasts on earth, according to Apple Podcasts. So shameless plug, but I'll link that below and I'm really proud of that. And I think, well, I know that the podcast is gonna be even bigger and better because of our plans for 2020. So the Waveform podcast and the channel are now like that. And in case anyone was curious, in the Ultimate Frisbee world, Pride of New York had a pretty good season. We won pro championships this summer and we made it to the semifinals of nationals. And the pro team, New York Empire, went 15-0, making it to the final four, then beating Indianapolis in the semis and beating Dallas in the finals to cap off an undefeated season and to win New York's first AUDL championship. So on to the next decade, of course, there's a bunch of tech to look forward to. I'm gonna start off right off the bat with foldables. This is going to be the year for foldables to better define themselves as a category. You know, right now every foldable that comes out sort of gets, they all get compared to each other even though they're not quite the same thing. Sort of the same way every new electric car that comes out gets compared to Tesla just because we have a default right now. But 2020 is exciting. We already have that Motorola Razr that we've already seen coming out in early 2020, assuming nothing goes wrong. That's your vertical folding clamshell design that's super reminiscent of the Razr we had in years past. And now we also have these rumors and renders of a clamshell Samsung Galaxy Fold. And this sort of feels like it would be a direct competitor to the Razer, but Samsung would also be doing it their own way, potentially with different materials, different high-end specs and cameras, and potentially at a very different price. And then there could also be a new Huawei Mate X. There could also be a new <laughs> Escobar folding phone. But the, the point I'm making is price competition is gonna be real now in folding phones. We get past the first gen where everyone's sort of figuring it out and now we actually have price competition to say you know do you want to buy a two thousand dollar folding phone or an eight hundred fifty dollar folding phone or a three thousand dollar folding phone so that'll be interesting to see and then something that i just want to see everyone take part of is high refresh rate all the things see this was already a theme of 2019 i do recall some people having their feathers ruffled by the oneplus 7 pro winning the mvp of my smartphone awards spoiler alert but there really was a divide this year between high refresh rate in smartphones and those that stuck at 60 hertz for at least one more year last year. So 2020 is the year I'm hoping Samsung flagships, Motorola flagships, Apple flagships, I hope everyone's best smartphone this year has at least a 90 hertz display. We're expecting some to be 120, but high refresh rate, all the things. And then we'll also see that sort of trickle down in price too. We're getting mid-range phones that have 90 hertz screens. So then, that leads me to Pixel 4a, not Pixel 5. I'm sure that'll still be a really interesting phone in 2020 also, but Pixel 4a is the one that I and a lot of people are looking forward to. So Pixel 3a came out at Google I.O., so that's May or June. So that's around when we'll expect to see the follow-up this year. And we're already seeing renders of it based on speculation and leaks. And basically the exciting thing is Google actually has some real proof of what people want in smartphones and they can see that in their sales numbers. So Pixel 4a can be that mid-range slash budget slayer with an excellent camera 
no frills, you know, the Google software experience and software updates, a headphone jack, and maybe a trick or two up its sleeve. So with as competitive as mid-range and, and budget phones have gotten in the past couple years, Google having a leg in there would be really nice. But that's a nice segue to Galaxy S 11, which I'm super ready for it, and I think it wouldn't be a stretch to right now call that an early front runner for best phone of next year, or at least most hyped phone of next year. There are lots of renders of Galaxy S 11 already too, with a lot of focus on those cameras. Um, we're looking at a potential five camera setup on the back of Galaxy S 11, but not just that. We could also see the higher refresh rate, 120 hertz AMOLED display, could have a bigger 5,000 milliamp hour battery, the latest and greatest in silicon, that Snapdragon 865. I would agree with a lot of people that the Galaxy S 10 and S 10 Plus from this year were some of the biggest snubs of the year in the smartphone awards because they sort of fly under the radar coming out earlier in the year and the Note comes out after it, but Galaxy S 11 and S 11 Plus are looking super good. And of course, S11e is also supposed to come out around that same time, probably on the same launch day, but we're looking forward to S11. And then one more smartphone, and you gotta see this coming. The iPhone, uh, I guess this will be 11S or 12, I never know what they're gonna call it, but the new iPhone, the 2020 iPhone, the flagship. Uh, and I've, it's funny, I've been on this train for a while, we're also expecting to see uh, an iPhone SE 2. Essentially, we're gonna see something like an iPhone 8 style body with upgraded internals, so that's of course less exciting, but that's also happening this year. But the new flagship iPhone has to have a lot going for it. And it turns out, because of what they've done with iPhone design, you can basically take everything I said last year about the iPhone and apply it this year, but with like twice as much confidence. The new iPhone. And a lot of this for me is specifically because of how much I like the new iPad Pro. So I'm not so secretly hoping that the new iPhone has that like really industrial boxy sort of design. I'm also hoping that maybe this is the first year that we get 120 Hertz display in the iPhone, just like we have in the iPad Pros. I am hoping that maybe we also get a USB type C port in the new iPhone. If they're willing to do it in the iPad, maybe they're willing to do it in the iPhone. I don't know. And then naturally we've come to expect high-end performance in iPhones. A lot of people don't know this, but the one terabyte iPad Pro has six gigs of RAM. Maybe we'll see a, a high-end terabyte iPhone 11 with the six gigs of, there's all these, these things that I see in the iPad Pro that I want in the iPhone. So yeah, so that, but 2020 iPhone. I, I really just want new design, higher refresh rate, USB type C. The rest for me is kind of a bonus and I know their cameras are gonna be good again, but yeah, 2020 iPhone. Okay, 5G. Five. Uh, I passed on 5G last year as one of those tech things that I was looking forward to most as it was super early. And I actually have been impressed with how much 5G has progressed since then. And I don't think it's gonna be at the forefront again. I think there's gonna be a lot of 5G phones, but we actually got to test 5G this year with millimeter wave where we saw its strengths and we saw some of its weaknesses and shortcomings. And we got to see low and mid-band 5G, which had its own set of benefits. 5G isn't expected to be some instant thing. Of course, it's a multi-year rollout, and each carrier has a different way of doing that multi-year rollout, but I think keeping an eye on those low to mid-band 5G rollouts is the most interesting part for most people. They'll still see the crazy tests of millimeter wave getting a thousand up and down, but keep an eye on that low to mid-band 5G. And then, okay, so camera stuff. I'm gonna take a page out of Dave 2D's book here because I'm excited about the same thing that he also mentioned he's excited about in one of his videos. I'll link his video below. Um, but the RED Komodo system, it's a new body style for RED cameras. 
Some of you know I shoot on RED cameras and I don't talk about production stuff all that much, but their Komodo system is expected to be a much smaller, like softball size camera, 6K sensor, new sensor entirely, uh, Canon RF mount, weather sealed. They've been teasing this thing for a couple of months and we're expecting to see it come out in early to mid 2020. And because of its size and expected versatility, I think for me, this is gonna be the car video camera, this is gonna be the travel camera for me over things like the Blackmagic Pocket 6K that I was considering getting that I'll probably wait on now. So the red Komodo camera system, it's pretty niche and I know not a lot of people care about that, but I am ready for it. And then to bring it all back to electric cars as kind of the most exciting new thing in tech for a lot of people. We got an electric Mustang this year, which was pretty sweet to see. And we got an electric Porsche. We got the Taycan actually coming out and shipping to people. I would love to do videos on both of those, by the way. But you can't talk about electric cars without at least mentioning Tesla. And what they seem to have in the works is a triple motor plaid drivetrain for Model S at the end of 2020. And then of course their semi-truck is supposed to come out next year, or at least slowly start being manufactured if they can figure out manufacturing there. And then Tesla Model Y is expected to actually be ahead of schedule for production. And we should see the first Model Ys shipping to customers in early 2020. They've been spotted on roads for a couple of weeks now, which is always a good sign of them testing prototypes and things like that. So Model Y seems to be right around the corner. But then the Tesla Roadster 2020. Is this famed quickest production car ever actually going to come out when they promised it would, which is during the year 2020? No. There's no actual update on Tesla.com with any of this information, but just going from Elon tweets, which is kind of what we have to do at this point. And I think actually Franz at Tesla has also mentioned this on a podcast, but the Roadster seems to be delayed until at least after the Plaid triple motor Model S, which is the end of 2020. So that's probably a 2021 type of thing. And I'm a little bummed about it, yes, but I also never expect Tesla to be on time. So as long as they actually do deliver what they said they would, I'll be really excited. But yeah, Model Y seems to be actually ahead of schedule and ready to start hitting the streets in 2020. So there you have it. That's some tech I'm looking forward to and I'm really ready for in 2020. Some higher fresh rates here, some new Pixel 4a and new iPhone and Galaxy S11 here and there. Uh, I'm just, I'm ready to start this new decade on a high note. Hopefully January at CES is where we start to see some cool stuff. Either way, thanks for watching. Catch you in the next decade. Peace. run into the burning building. But until we feel that heat, we can never know. You do. You chose to die instead of giving up your colleagues. That test you passed? Not everybody does. Welcome to the afterlife. To do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III. 
Nuclear Holocaust. No. Something worse. All I have for you is a word. Tell it. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. You have to start looking at the world in a new way. Don't try to understand it. Feel it. Hasn't happened yet. Hello Grizzly fans, Kennedy Patterson here, the host of Grizzly Talk Podcast and now the host of Swanky 93.3. I wanted to come on the broadcast today to let everyone know our appreciation for everyone that has pre-ordered and bought our new shoes. Of course, my head shoe line has the idea to build shoes and make shoes, that way we can give back to our community. We were able to give back one box full for Toys for Tots and I'm so happy about that success. Now. Hopefully we get more than one box and hopefully you guys are enjoying the purchase of your shoes. Just want to let everyone know that the G2s are now out for pre-order. That next pre-order will go for Operation Christmas Child and more charities to come in 2020. Thank you. Watching Hugh Grant and his stutteringly pathetic charm is about as appealing to me as closing my scrotum in a DVD case. <laughs> do you, are these real or do you make them up to be especially nasty? Kate Hudson is a dead-eyed trash bag that smells like low tide. <laughs> Greg Kinnear star... <laughs> Greg Kinnear stars in Holy f Who Gives a sh Coming Soon. Chris Evans is a stupid bearded sweater wearing dumb dork. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is the Medea of white people. <laughs> Jane Lynch have bigger d than Ultimate Warrior. Norman Reedus, I can fit two fists and a leg in my <laughs> Hit me up. Okay. Look. Tongue punch in the fart box is a neglected phrase. Use it today. Example, Margot Robbie deserves a tongue punch in the fart box. <laughs> Anthony Mackie is probably just angry that he looks like a aardvark. Judd Apatow has completely ruined manhood. Olivia Wilde's forehead is the same size as my left ass cheek. And I weigh 250 pounds. So I'll let you imagine just how big that must be. Paul Rudd is the most boring vanilla dude. 
You know he just sits at home with his wife having a bland <laughs> spaghetti dinner talking about his day. That's pretty funny. Why does Ryan Gosling always look like he's trying to squeeze a fart out without making any noise? What a gentleman. Has Zac Efron ever been in a film where he didn't play a total douche? I've never seen one of his films. I'm just judging by his face. Oh, how I loathe Nickelback. P.S. you, Wanda Sykes. What's wrong with Nickelback? Russell Crowe is delightfully paradoxical in that he is a huge with a small penis. Brian Cranston looks like Jim Carrey impersonating Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all righty then. I keep forgetting that Kiefer Sutherland isn't dead. Well, to whoever wrote this, if it makes you feel better, it's not for a lack of trying. Oh, yeah, and If that gross, ratty old man, George Clooney, can find a girl, you regular fellas out there in the Twitterverse must be drowning in Hey, folks. Kennedy Lucas back again. We hope you enjoyed the program here at Swanky 93.3, the radio station. Now... Please be sure to check out all the other content on our Spotify account and anchor at Swanky 93.3. Thank you.